0: Happy New Year!
1: Mm, Happy New Year Jacob! Uh, It's quite nice to be recording something for the new year on still in 2021.
0: It is, but it's quite nice to be looking forward in this podcast to what we are most excited about in the year 2022. I mean, other than some amazing films and some TV stuff, what are you looking forward to about the new year then? Do you think there's going to be another lockdown?
1: Oh, I fucking hope not.
0: It's mad that that word is still getting thrown around, isn't
1: it? Yep. No, what I'm excited for for 2022. I am excited for the fact that Boris Johnson, I can't see him surviving another year, either in government or in life, because let's be honest, he's quite overweight and works an awful job. Um. So I'm excited for the fact we pro- he probably won't be around much longer. I'm excited for some great nights out. Um... I personally had a really good twenty twenty one, so I'm hoping it stays on the same course. You know, I had a
0: better twenty twenty one than I did twenty
1: twenty. I had a better twenty twenty one than I've had for a number of years. Uh, That's good. Like I know. That. So I'm hoping this positive momentum stays. Uh, I'm hoping I may be not single by the end of twenty twenty two. But oh, I yeah, do. F- but I am going bald, so I'm not entirely sure I'll have hair this time next year.
0: Oh, are you really?
1: Yeah, it's so on the right-hand Is this side. Is it to proceed? You can't, you can't see because we're doing this over Zoom, but if you look at the right-hand side of my hair now, that it's really retreated, which I means my, my hair goes on quite a funny diagonal angle at this point.
0: Right, it's like an awful quiff.
1: Yeah, it's properly retreating. It's not good.
0: So we've got loads of stuff coming out in the year 2022, or this year, should I say. Uh, Just before we get into it, honourable mention to the Book of Bob Arfett. We've had the first episode, oh my god. Which means it's a
1: 2021 show, so has no place been talked about today.
0: Oh, Ben, no, it does, because the rest of the series is coming out in 2022. Yeah, but
1: that's like me putting something like Killing Eve, which has a new season coming out on the list. Like, it's not- or The Marvelous Miss Maisel. It totally is. The Book of Boba Fett was its first episode, and therefore it is a 2021 TV show.
0: But it's however many episodes long, and... Yeah, and but it still
1: debuted him. in 2021.
0: Do you just want to find it not to talk about it?
1: No, I don't want to not find it. I... Okay, I do want to find an excuse not to talk about it, but this is a legitimate reason, that by the parameters of we're only talking about things that are coming out in 2022, and this came out at the back end yeah, of 2021. I'm excited. This
0: podcast is about what we're anticipated for uh, in the next year, and I'm anticipated for episode two onwards of The Book of Boba Fett.
1: <laughs> okay, that is a very good save from you. I can't deny that, but The Book of Boba Fett is not a 2022 TV show.
0: Okay, but I'm still anticipating for the rest of it.
1: Was the first episode good, though?
0: Yeah, it was good. It wasn't like... It could have been better. It could have been better, but it was good.
1: There was a surprising lack of buzz. I know. I, I think
0: it was a bad time when they released it. You, I personally wouldn't have released it in this weird bit. I'd have waited till the new year.
1: Yeah, and it seemed like they didn't try and publicise it, and the publicity for the show has been... I've seen trailers and I've seen the clips they put on the Disney Plus adverts and nothing. And I've not seen any reviews. They didn't screen it to critics, which is never a good sign. Um, and they've released it in the busiest window for TV with such little publicity. It kind of feels like... I'd
0: have waited for the first, like, for the new year and just done a hard thing.
1: I think they should have... They... It would have been okay if they did it now, if they did promo for it. The fact is, they haven't.
0: Yeah, I mean...
1: It's still got however many episodes to build momentum and hype. And actually, releasing also, don't it now... I think the
0: name's the best name for it.
1: No. Uh,
0: it's not a book, is it?
1: I also don't think people outside of massive Star Wars fans care about Boba Fett... And I think the um the hype around seeing Star Wars on Disney Plus isn't as strong because like people have seen The Mandalorian and they're like, Yeah, the Mandalorian. That was the thing.
0: Yeah. And it will be a thing again when it comes back.
1: Yeah, that show's huge. But I don't think this is a show that's really caught the light of fans. I think obi Wan will do well.
0: Oh, that's going to be great. I just think. You'll watch that, won't you? Probably not. I thought you loved Ewan McGregor.
1: I do. That doesn't mean I'm going to watch Obi Wan Kenobi, a show that's not made it onto the most anticipated list. What? Well, in all fairness. Okay,
0: well, can we just do my most anticipated? The rest of the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, Kenobi. Um, or is it called Obi Wan? I think it's called Obi Wan. I don't know. Or is it called Kenobi? I actually don't know. Um, Also, no, I think it's called Kenobi. Um, Also, Mandalorian Season 3. And the new Lord of the Rings show as well.
1: That's on there.
0: Yes. Uh, Um, And final thing I'm also looking forward to is going to be revealed later in the show because I've completely had a mind blank.
1: Ooh, mind blank. I love it. Um, Yeah, so... This couple of things about the list, it's in no order, I've put 10 films and 10 TV shows and we're going to talk about all the films first and then the TV shows. Um, This isn't your typical most anticipated list, there's a couple of massive things I've left off deliberately because everyone else is looking forward to them and I'm also not talking about lots of the Oscary films like Licorice Pizza and Belfast which have been released in the States in 2020 because you know, people are talking about them enough and we'll give them lots of coverage when it's coming round to Oscar season, so might as well forget about them now because we'll be talking about them loads in the new year. Oh,
0: I remember, Ben, I remember what I'm looking forward to. Which is... By the time this podcast is going up, it's probably already aired, yeah. but the Harry Potter reunion.
1: Yeah, I'm the first. Yeah, I'm
0: looking mm-hmm. forward to that.
1: That's come under quite a bit of criticism because they've rightly decided to take J.K. Rowling out of it. And we have got a Harry Potter film on the list.
0: Okay, Ben, should we start with the films?
1: Yep. So, number...
0: So number one, I thought these weren't in no particular order.
1: Well, they're not in a particular order, so I'm just saying the first film. The
0: first one. Is...
1: Death on the Nile, it's the second film in the Kenneth Branagh Does Praway franchise after Murder on the Orient Express. Um, It's I love watching Branagh with his moustache, his massive fake moustache. This film um, is kind of going to be quite interesting because it was shot three years ago um, and the pandemics delayed it and since the pandemics happened, all the rumours about its lead Arnie Hammer being a very Naughty Boy, um, have come out. Um, and we all saw what happened when West Side Story suffered a similar fate when Anzal got was found to be a very naughty boy. But the cast is unbelievable. You've got Letitia Wright in there, who's a very naughty girl. She's a bit controversial. But then you've also got Emma McKay everyone from... everyone
0: in this just naughty?
1: No, nope, only those two. You've got Emma McKay from Sex Ed, she's in it. You've got um, Gal Gadot's in it. Rose Leslie, who was brilliant in Vigil this year, you've got French and Saunders are both in it. Russell Brand is in it. The cast is massive. Like if you saw Murder on the Orient Express, you would expect a massive cast from these murder mysteries. And um, and I think this film will be good. I think Kenneth Branagh is hitting his stride again as a director. He's had a couple of misses the last ten years, but he has. He is going to probably win an Oscar this year with Belfast. So. This will be right on Death on the Nile. Death on the Nile will be right on that film's toes. And I like Kenneth Branagh and I'm rooting for him with every film he has. And I love a good Agatha Christie murder mystery. So,
0: And I love all the controversy with this cast. This sounds great.
1: Oh yeah, um, I also can't wait to see how they get around both Arnie Hammer and Letitia Wright being quite toxic at the moment.
0: Yeah, that'll be fun. I wonder if any of it will play out on the, screen. There was a <laughs> trailer. They, they
1: released a trailer for Death on the Now like a week ago and it was clear that they'd cut those two out of the trailer as much as physically was possible <laughs> considering is he it, is legitimately the... not
0: in the good books right
1: now. No, Arnie Hammer um, bit of a carnivore, let's just put it that way, and Letitia Wright, bit of an acne vaxxer. Mm. Well... Mm. Mm. Mm.
0: Get vaccinated, kids.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had my booster. Don't know about you. I've
0: had my booster. It was more painful than the other two. Not gonna lie. Yeah, like the
1: it. booster whacked me out for like two I days.
0: I was like, Jesus Christ.
1: I know, but uh, don't listen. <laughs> but to... go get it. Yeah. <laughs> Just I want my normal life to return. Anyway, the second <laughs> next, the next film on the list is Tanning Red, which is pixar can't make a bad film and their new film turning red looks to be along that trend it's um uh, another example of the asian community being seen on the big screen again we've had shang chi we've had Raya and the lost dragon this year turning red's going to be another great step forward because pixar's moving into it um it's about a girl who turns 13 hits puberty and finds out her family magically turn into these big red bears whenever they get angry or emotional. So she has to try and suppress I mean, her emotions. this just
0: sounds so Pixar, doesn't it?
1: It looks so Pixar as well. But saying something is so Pixar is kind of a compliment if Pixar are making it.
0: I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I love that Pixar are doing... that they stay true to themselves and I just love it. I love Expect a good Pixar film.
1: all the feels
0: yes it
1: is there's also seemingly a weird amount of hip-hop in this film from the trailer Uh, i mean
0: hip-hop is massive right now
1: yeah um it's seeming like cool 90s nostalgia hip-hop because no one no young children in films listen to music they would actually listen to they listen to what the directors listen to in their childhoods
0: yes that's very it's a gripe
1: that really gets me it's like just have the people <laughs> listen to not every teenager has to be a e person who looks back to the 80s or 70s or 90s
0: Can you hear my laptop as well? No Okay that's good because right now I really hope this isn't going to be on the recording the fan on my laptop is going like mental and that's one of the things I just can't stop
1: mm, I cannot hear it on this end so you're probably that fine That is
0: all good Okay um, oh my gosh, Ben, I've just read this. I did not know this was coming back in a film style.
1: Well, there was a film of this out a couple of years ago, but where my... Yeah, downtown... I, didn't
0: know, I, thought, I thought the whole thing was done, mate.
1: Yeah, well, so did a lot of people, but you can't stop this franchise. Where my Downton Abbey fanboys at, yeah? Uh <laughs> have to admit, I'm not a particularly massive fan of it, but... It's Downton Abbey. It's a nice chunk of escapism. You know, it?
0: we know the um. I obviously, won't say the name, but we know the person whose dad manages the estate of that uh, where Downton Abbey is found.
1: I'm assuming I don't know this person. Uh,
0: you, you do. You do know him.
1: Okay. Well, I don't know that dad has the job, so I might as well. <laughs> yeah. Know.
0: No, I know you don't know that, but yeah, no, fun, fun fact. Yeah. Um, so, Downton Abbey is coming back with its, its second film, and it's this franchise. Is it ever going to end, Ben? I think it's way past its sell-by date.
1: I mean, I think old people will go and watch it no matter what. Um, it will inevitably end because most of its target audience don't have that long left. But <laughs> wow, the TV show and the film were legit, and the first film were legitimately good. You have. There is a brilliant cast in the film, including Imelda Staunton, Maggie Smith.
0: Oh yeah, this brilliant cast that just rolls right off the tongue, man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm really struggling to think. Oh,
0: it's the person that plays Professor McGonagall in it.
1: Yeah, Maggie Smith.
0: Thought that was her. Michelle Thought
1: Dockery, her. Hugh Bonneville, all of these big things. Will Dan Stevens appear in this film, will Matthew Goode appear in these films, we don't know. A lot about this one is being kept close to the chest but it's being set in France and hopefully it'll be big enough, it will be a big grand screen adventure. I'm down.
0: You're down, Um, I mean I'm not down but good for all the Downton Abbey fanboys out there as Ben put it, where my Downton Abbey crew at? Um, we just name dropped a bit of Harry Potter there, Professor McGonagall. She's probably going to be in the character. Maggie Smith probably will not be playing her, but the character's probably going to be in this next film, uh, which we're talking about. Fantastic Beast: The Secrets of Dumbledore. Cause she was in the last one, wasn't she?
1: So this is the thing, because did you see the trailer that came out, what, two weeks ago?
0: No, I haven't.
1: I Was it not in front of your Spider-Man screening? Because it was in front of mine.
0: I deliberately uh, try and avoid as much of the trailers as possible.
1: Oh. I know that's
0: really pissed you off then, because I know you love the trailers.
1: No, I mean, each to their own. I just go and get... Into... I
0: normally get to the cinema 20 minutes after the film started. But I mean,
1: uh, I can't do so that, because I'm really not. scared I miss the beginning of the film.
0: Right, I try and do, like, 15 to 20 minutes, to be fair.
1: Yeah, I see that time as buffer time to be late, because I'm late for a lot of things in my life.
0: You are. hmm so uh I between us we're not very punctual are we
1: i know which is why i'm like i don't want to miss the beginning of the film
0: uh, right anyway, anyway there was a there was a trailer
1: there's a trailer for the film that came out two weeks ago this is gonna be fascinating like
0: oh no i did see it i have seen it because i kept get, getting confused i didn't think the guy looked like johnny depp at that
1: no because they sacked johnny depp
0: Yes, I know, but I thought they'd make the characters look a bit more similar than how they look.
1: Yeah, they kind of kept Mads look Mickelson looking like Mads Mickelson, who is a much better cast for this role who than. Who I Dan. just
0: kept I who I just kept thinking, you were in um you were in Rogue One.
1: And he was in Hannibal and Another Year, Another Light, another round that came out this year. Oh, I
0: think he's a great choice, don't get me wrong, but oh, I dyed actor. his hair for the film to make him look a bit more like Johnny Depp.
1: I think this film is going to be absolutely fascinating. Firstly, because it's got a couple of things. Oh, that...
0: why did they give a muggle a wand? Mm.
1: That trailer was so fan servicey. Like the trailer, was... I
0: hated... I can't believe I completely forgot that I watched this trailer, but now I remember. They gave the muggle the wand, and that really pissed me off. Maybe I wanted to forget it because there was this whole thing, right, of um, in Harry Potter. Uh, if you've read the books, I haven't. I listened to the audiobooks and also this thing that... Uh, the
1: Stephen Fry audiobooks are epic.
0: They are amazing. Um, but the, Harry Potter's mum tried to get his aunt invited to Hogwarts and Dumbledore kept saying no um, because, you know, they can't. But now Dumbledore's given the nomad, the muggle, a wand. It just pissed me off.
1: Well, in all fairness, this is a prequel, so you never know, there may it may all turn out to be white. This may be a mistake. Like, There's a lot of lore to fill in. Um, I have to be brutally honest. I don't remember anything from the second Fantastic Beast film. Um, I I I loved the second
0: film. I hated the first, but loved the second. Controversial opinion.
1: I was watching... I also don't think there's been any character or plot development in the first two, so the third film has a bit of a tough job. And on a pure, will this film make money? Because the second one wasn't particularly loved and is quite forgettable you've got people will either hate the film because of jk rowling or because they sacked johnny depp and um people most people's views will put aside on one of those but not both of them so seemingly everyone will hate the film um you know it's
0: and the potheads are a tough crowd
1: it's going to have to be really really fan servicey um or really good (laughs) eddie redmond's good jude law's good Harry Potter's made a lot of good films over the past few years. It so really you...
0: interesting the other day, Ben, um, that we have very different best Harry Potter films of all time.
1: Yeah, yours is... I'm not... Your list is... Mine's quite a generic list, you know. Yeah,
0: I think mine's more niche.
1: Yeah, I think yours isn't the order most people would have. Uh, But also, things to remember, yeah. With the original Harry Potter franchise, the second one is generally considered by most people to the be worst. the worst. The first one's also quite low down on a lot of people's lists. A lot of people, I
0: like that because I think it's the best introduction ever, yeah, and it's a, magical.
1: A lot of people, like me, have the third one as the highest. So you, yeah, never you know, yeah, you had
0: second highest.
1: Yeah, I do. I've definitely had part two as the highest because uh, you can't beat that as an emotional experience. But um. No, the third one is one of the better Harry Potter films in my opinion. So it might be one of the better Fantastic Beasts films.
0: Yes, let's hope. Um because if this goes to shit, I can't I honestly can't see the rest of the franchise actually being made if this just does awfully. I can see it getting canned. Uh
1: I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they'll do all five Fantastic Beasts, but I don't think they will kill Harry Potter. There's too much money there.
0: Right. Okay, another film that's coming out next year. We have had our um, our Queen. We have had our Elton John film. We've had Aretha then...
1: Franklin. We've had David Bowie. We've, there's really pretty much one person left to get a musical biopic now.
0: I mean, I'd say Amy Winehouse as well.
1: I'd love her. The documentary on Amy Winehouse did a pretty good job of her life. Uh, yeah,
0: that
1: who was would good. you who would you cast to play Amy Winehouse? I
0: have no idea. Oh, I have no idea.
1: I'd love to see Charlotte Ritchie play her. That would be a bit of an against type casting. Yes. Mm.
0: Um. Let's me pretending I know who that is. Uh, anyway, coming out next year, Elvis!
1: Yep, this is directed by Baz Luhrmann, who did Moulin Rouge uh, many years ago, and stars Tom Hanks, not as Elvis, as Elvis's military colonel in a role that should be against hype.
0: Sorry, just, I know you hate me interrupting. They could do a Michael Jackson one, but that would just be a bit weird.
1: Yeah, Michael Jackson's too toxic.
0: He is too toxic. Like, there's no love there, really, is there?
1: Yeah, um... And I am one of the many people who believe his accusers. So I would not want to see a Michael Jackson biopic.
0: As am I. Uh, anyway, Elvis one. We're very excited about this here at the Article Film Podcast, right, Ben?
1: Yeah. I mean, this could go one of two ways. It could be legitimately brilliant, or it could be kind of terrible, like a lot of the music biopics are.
0: Hey, I think the Elton John one was ace.
1: Oh, I thought Rocket Man was phenomenal. Um, yeah. I thought Bohemian Rhapsody was bad with a good ending.
0: I mean, I've got a bit of a soft spot because I've been to Freddie Mercury's birthplace. So
1: I thought often these films, and I can't remember who's playing Elvis—it's a newcomer. Often they have really good central performances, and the film around them lacks a bit. And that's kind of my prediction with Elvis. I think I'll Google who's playing him.
0: Uh, Whilst Ben's googling him, can we get an honourable mention, Ben? Yeah. Kingsman.
1: Yeah, the new The Kingsman that came out this weekend.
0: Oh, is it out already?
1: Yes, it came out at Christmas. Austin Butler is playing Elvis from the Disney Channel fame.
0: Oh, what what was he in on Disney Channel?
1: The Sarana Chronicles. I
0: don't know.
1: Zoe 101. Those sound um, like things that won Disney Channel. So he may not have been. I'm just looking at the title. It
0: might have been like Nickelodeon or something. Yeah. Um, that no, kind of crap.
1: Yeah, the Kingsman's out in cinemas now. I haven't seen it. Also, I think I am. this. the third and final Kingsman in the main Kingsman franchise is going into production next year. So we'll have Kingsman 3 coming out soon anyway as well.
0: We love Kingsman, don't we, then?
1: I like the first one i thought the second, second one bit ropey. yeah um i haven't seen the third one or the prequel one i think that could be a bit ropey uh but yeah i think elvis Obviously. could also be a bit ropey but who knows <laughs>
0: that's what i'm going to take away from this podcast a bit ropey
1: <laughs> bit ropey film that i am confident not going to be a bit ropey though is number six on the list yes. for love and fun there um it's- um, I thought the first two four movies were a bit crap, but I thought for Ragnarok was a much better improvement, because Taika Waititi, who directed that, he's also done Jojo he Rabbit. Who has the
0: coolest name ever.
1: Yep, we love him on the podcast, he's done Jojo Rabbit, and What We Do in the Shadows, and Hunt for the Wilder People, he's legitimately a funny guy. And I'm always excited to see the films that he makes, so... I think you've got Christian Bale who's joined the cast as the villain. I'm not a Marvel nerd, so I can't tell you who the villain will be. Uh but Chris Hemsworth is hot and funny, so uh he's watchable. And um
0: Better than Ben Dick Cumberbatch.
1: Yeah, on both fronts. Um okay. But no, genuine no, here's an artist question for you. Do you think Chris Hemsworth's actually funny or do you just think he's attractive and pe- and he's a very watchable? I don't know. Mm. Okay. but um,
0: I'm not gay, Ben, so I'm not attracted to him. I'm um, not attracted to don't...
1: him. I just, you can appreciate the guy's very handsome.
0: Uh, I know a lot of ladies love my My lady friends love him.
1: You can appreciate he's a handsome man.
0: He's not bad looking.
1: Like, he plays a god and he looks like a god. Like I would kill someone to look like him. And I <laughs> and I would rate myself an as above average looking man. And I would I know kill. you would I know. I I, think, I, I do think I'm above than average. I'm including <laughs> all the very old people in that list, so <laughs> I'm including every male human on the planet. Um and I think I look better than fifty percent of them. Yes. So yeah we love
0: that. We love how positive you are by yourself,
1: (laughs) (laughs) then. No, but (laughs) I think this film will be funny. And Natalie Portman's back after she missed the third one. It's interesting because I think Marvel's been quite up and down recently. I'm really terrified for Doctor Strange, Madness and Multiverse. But I'm kind of excited for the new four film. I'm hoping it doesn't let me down.
0: I love Natalie Portland.
1: She's so hot.
0: She is. Uh, On now to Nope. I don't really know what to say about Nope. I've not heard of
1: it. So it's the third directorial feature from Jordan Peele, who's done Get Out and Us and is the modern horror masterpiece. He's reuniting here with Daniel Kaluuya, who's fresh off his Oscar win for Judas and the Black Messiah. And he gave the greatest Oscar speech in living memory when he thanked his parents for having sex. Um, you've also got Stephen Yun from Minari and The Walking Dead and many things is in this film. Um, Jordan Peele, I think, is a genius. I think he sees horror like no one else does. Um, this is legitimately, I think, my most anticipated film of the year. Because Us was my favourite film of two years ago. And even the films he's wrote and did not, not directed, like the Candyman reboot that came out this year, genuinely phenomenal. Um, I think he's going to do something pretty goddamn special here. I'm hoping he does something special.
0: Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Okay, Bros is also coming out. Is it Bros or Bros?
1: I think it's Bros. Um,
0: I I was going to say, I think it's Bros. I don't think
1: it's a... Uh, Biopic of the Bross uh, boy band. That would be oh, an interesting.
0: I can see that coming, the amount of biopics have happened recently.
1: And there was quite a good documentary about them a couple of years ago. I could legitimately. They're quite an interesting boy band, Bross. Um, Are they? If, I don't know. We all know that biopic's going to be called When Will I Be Famous. Um,
0: yes. Is that like their only song?
1: I think it is their only song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're one hit wonders. <laughs>
1: um anyway, Bros is written by Billy Eichner, uh the comedian who you may have seen his stuff on Billy on the Street. Um it's a LGBT rom com, which he's he's claiming it's the first one with adult males in that's coming out in cinemas, so I think that's true. Um not much is known and a trailer's not come out, but it's one of those films that I think could be groundbreaking and could be interesting and most importantly, Judd Apatow's producing it and Aishina's funny. So it's going to be funny. And I like to we laugh. love a funny film. I know. And it's quite difficult to predict what's going to be a funny comedy a year in advance. But Bros, um, I think, will be funny. I hope. You know.
0: Ben, based on this next one where you put the um, the punctuation, is it mission impossible seven or mission
1: impossible seven well all the mission i was looking at this the other day all the mission impossible films have the mission and then they have the two dots punctuation mark i'm not sure what it's called but you know and then it's impossible and then they've like a dash where they say like road nation or ghost protocol firstly i can't believe we're on seven mission impossibles and i, I know go. eight is coming out in 2023 secondly you a fan of this franchise? I love this franchise. I love watching it going, Is Tom Cruise gonna kill himself? I quite hate, I'm not a massive fan of Tom Cruise, so I'm always watching it hoping something does go slightly wrong. Um that we Is this the
0: one that they were like chucking like trains off a cliff? Yeah, for?
1: this is the one that they chucked a train off a cliff for.
0: Um I can't believe they got away with that.
1: I know. Hi- Vanessa Kirby's back, Haley Atwells joined the cast. Um, Nicholas Holt has joined the cast, Simon Pegg is still in, knocking around, Rebecca Ferguson's still in there, proving that this is the only spy franchise that likes to keep its women around. Um, this is a franchise that is also legitimately getting better and better and better and bigger and bigger and bigger, and I am excited to see how insane this one gets.
0: Yes, and I love that lots of it was filmed in the UK.
1: Yeah, it is. Which did allow Tom Cruise to go to practically every single sporting event, lots of them in the same day. <laughs> what was that day when he turned up to about five things?
0: He did, didn't he? I can see the memes. And everyone was like,
1: to? "It was like Goodwood, Wimbledon, and I think the Euros finals the same day." And he was at all three <laughs> and of did them. He them all. And people were like, <laughs> "How did he get from A to B?" It was well, private jet, obviously, but um. Or helicopter. Yeah, that guy never sleeps. He can fly helicopters and and planes. He can fly. Also, Top Gun. Top Gun Maverick is coming out next year as well. So we've got a big Tom Cruise year. Big
0: Tom Cruise year. Oh, Ben, the hype of this next one that we're talking about, the final film that we are very looking forward to. We're looking forward to so much. But this one, it's got a final one we've got right now. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So straight off the back of the new Spider-Man film. This one is coming out, and I'm pretty certain I know where it's going to go, right?
1: Uh, I want to hear this, because I'm pretty certain this is going to be hilariously wrong, so go on then. Why? Well, bearing in mind, I want to hear what you're going to say, and then I can remind you that we talked about this film about a month ago. So say I don't
0: what you look like an idiot.
1: Yes, I want to let you walk into this trap knowing you're walking into a trap.
0: I think it's going to be like Peter Parker trying to um, get his loved ones to remember him.
1: No, nope. so this film is a sequel to Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, the animated film that came out four years ago in 2018 oh shit, yeah. and won an Oscar that had Miles Morales and a ton of different Spider Men and was wacky oh, yeah. and wackadoodle. And um, this one looks to be even more wackadoodle daisy, but um, the last one was phenomenal and probably the best Spider Man film that we've had. Uh, I think it does the multiverse way better than No Way Home did. What? Watch both films. You didn't like No Way Home, did you? I did like No Way Home. I just think Spider-Verse did the multiverse better.
0: But it's animated.
1: Yes. Not a...
0: Is it canon? It's it's not the same universe as...
1: No, it's not the same universe. Uh, It's a completely different universe from all the films... That said, all the previous Spider-Man films were all kind of different universes until this Yeah, we didn't one.
0: really realise until the last one, did we?
1: Well, they were all made to be separate until the last one. And even then, and it was, it great. Used it was for...
0: great, though, wasn't even it? Even
1: then, No Way Home used them pretty creative logic to get them all together. Spider-Verse has more sustained logic that works. Um, and it has a brilliant it, voice it, cast.
0: The title of it, though, would it has... be great for the next actual Spider-Man live-action film, though.
1: Yeah, but I don't think they're going to do Spider-Verse again.
0: I think... Did you see what Tom Holland said? He wants her to be like a Spider-Woman.
1: Yeah, well, Tom Holland keeps on trying to get himself out of playing Spider-Man ever again. Like he's, he's even said, he's even said, I want to be a real estate agent. Um,
0: he was joking.
1: Was he, though? I, I think he's...
0: L- I think, I think he's he wants done, something else.
1: I think he's done with acting. Because other than Spider Man, every film he's made in the last five years has been crap, and Uncharted looks crap, and he knows it, so <laughs> he slated. His per- I think he's a great guy. He slated his performance off for Uncharted already, so I think he wants a clean break from acting. He's been doing it since he's very young, and I don't think anyone can blame him. I think he wants to retire at twenty-five.
0: Yeah, I think he wants to go get married to Zendaya and
1: start
0: a family. Whether she wants to,
1: because that would involve her getting pregnant, which isn't always the best thing historically for actresses to do, if they want to have a long career. No, but
0: I think she's quite... She's a household name now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying women shouldn't get pregnant, and I'm not saying it's fair, but genuinely, if you work in Hollywood or the music industry... It's quite a quick way for your career to end. Which I think is unfair. Completely. It is so unfair. And women should work once they're kids. And they should be able to work in their 40s and 50s. But Hollywood cast Anne Hathaway as a mum at 32. So it's like, who was it who said... Yeah, Kira Knightley said she was 38 when she was offered her first role as a grandmother. Like
0: yeah i mean that is ridiculous isn't it mm-hmm. but hey hey um right should we go and dive into uh, what tv shows we are looking forward to next year speaking of women there's a show coming out called women of the moment
1: uh yes so women of the movement um it's an. oh a-
0: <laughs> i just like sick
1: yeah i i get so much joyful when you make these slight mistakes jacob it's
0: I, I think the listeners must be kind of hacked off, to be honest. They might they must be thinking, This guy's just not getting better.
1: <laughs> I mean, if anything, you're getting worse.
0: <laughs> what?
1: I'm joking. I'm I'm pulling your leg. Uh Women of the Movement is um it's a anthology series about the civil rights movement in America in the nineteen sixties, but told through the eyes of the women who lived it which is historically an angle that's not been seen and I'm always down to watch Forgotten Histories on TV um, so yeah I think this looks brilliant
0: exciting yeah and I love all these like women rights stuff I think it's great
1: Miss America was phenomenal two years ago um, I know that this is an anthology so I'm always slightly terrified when I hear that word because not because it means you have a couple of good episodes and a couple of bad episodes, and they don't tie together very well. But this show has a lot of potential,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, another show that we are looking forward to dropping next year is As We See It, mm. and we are looking forward to seeing it,
1: yes. So, this is coming on Amazon, um, next year uh it's about a group of housemates who live together and they're all on the autism spectrum and they're trying to navigate that as well as keeping their jobs their romantic lives um
0: it sounds great
1: i know it sounds like it's gonna be something really different
0: i hope people don't laugh at it
1: i don't think people will and i think the main thing is i hope the show doesn't laugh itself um the writers and directors lots and behind lots of the crew are on the spectrum themselves So I think this is going to be sincere and it's going to have its heart on its sleeve, which I hope works.
0: I know a lot of people on the spectrum, it's such a broad spectrum, and I hope that they show all aspects of it. That not every single person on the spectrum necessarily is, quote unquote, socially awkward, Mm. for example.
1: Yeah, I hope they show all the different dynamics to it.
0: Absolutely, yeah, and I, I think
1: it's really And I also think it's kind of, from. it's fair, it's time to show. It, like, I can't think of many examples of TV shows about autism. No, neither. The um, A word, but that had a little kid. I can't think of many examples that has adults with it. Um, no. And Other it is than, like,
0: reality things, like
1: the Undateables, perhaps. Yeah, uh, but I have... I think I've spoken about my problem with that shows yeah. because I felt yeah. like that show made... I felt the use of the word undateable made people made them feel like freaks. But I, I feel like this, its heart's in the right place, they've made the commitment in the crew, and it's proof that Amazon can be really daring and put really important programming out if they want to. Do
0: we know if any of the actors are on the spectrum for it?
1: They're all... I'll have a look. Uh, they're all... I haven't I think, heard you know,
0: of... You know there are a surprising amount of actors on the spectrum. I think Benedict Cumberbatch is, actually.
1: Yeah, I think a few of... A lot of them are. I, these, the actors in it aren't uh, big names yet. Um, none of them have Wikipedia pages, so...
0: Okay, so this is this is good, I think.
1: So, Which means I'm assuming that if they don't have wikipedia pages are probably and i think they could be yeah so which is
0: is great you know the guy from prison break mm. um the main guy he's on the spectrum
1: yeah i mean i'm really hoping this is good or oh, i've just remembered a show that i forgot how i met Go your on. father's coming in january
0: ah, is that the follow-up slash spin-off to How I Met Your Mother.
1: Yes, it is a spin-off. To How I Met Your Mother. It will be on Star on Disney Plus. Everyone who knows me knows How I Met Your Mother is my favourite TV show of all time. It's my comfort TV show. So um, my I reference
0: TV show is Friends.
1: Yeah, I reference How I Met Your Mother every day. So I'm terrified for How I Met Your Father, but mildly excited, Um
0: what else is coming out next year Ben that we are looking So to the to...
1: Gilded Age which is written by Julian Fellows who did Downton Abbey um it's another one oh, of... So
0: there's um, some Downton Abbey vibes making our turn next year Yeah this year as when the podcast this yes
1: yeah because this podcast is coming out early in 2022 um happy new year Happy new year Uh yeah I the plot of this seems very confusing to me but it looks to be like America in the late 1800s. Industrial Revolution, class changes, new money, old money. Very similar themes to what Downton deals with. So I think it will have... Oh, the a,
0: American version.
1: Yeah, it's set in America. I think it will have a very similar target audience. I think it's got, it's got a very similar cast and crew. It's, I think it's going to be phenomenal. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, is Downton Abbey big in America?
1: It was big when it came out. It's obviously been... It wasn't as big as it was over here. But, like, Julian Fellows is a prestige name all over the world. He's yeah, won Oscars, yeah. he's won Emmys. He's going to do this amazingly. Is he in it? No, he's the writer behind it. He's the writer oh, right behind really. Downton and all those things. And yeah. Gosford Park. I mean, that, and... Just,
0: that just shows that I literally know nothing mm. about, about this. So I just wing it. Mm. Then we all have an after party, don't we?
1: Yeah, I I love it when you treat the thing that the after party's for as the prize for the after party. Um, yeah, those are my favourite types of after party when you've started drinking during the actual event. Um, so the after party is by Chris Lord and Phil Miller, who did the Lego fit movie. Um, way back. Oh, when. that was shit. Okay, I like it, but they're funny, and um, it stars a massive cast, including um. Franco, Dave Franco, Tiffany Haddish. Is that
0: the one that people think I look like?
1: Yes, I think it is. Or my James. Nope, you're Dave. Jamie, there's... De- I'm not going to say his name. It's <laughs> got a brilliant cast. It's on Apple TV+. It's a murder mystery set from multiple... But each episode looks at it from a different perspective. And it's a comedy. So, uh, I, I'm i really excited for this show. Jamie... Yeah Demi True and Ben Schwartz is in it. Uh, I think it's going to be great. Like, it's got a very funny cast, a lot of funny people. It's got a strong m- lineup. It's got a lot of funny people behind the scenes on the f- thing. Um,
0: I love Apple TV making moves.
1: Mm. Apple TV is coming for that prestige.
0: Yes, they are. Come on, Netflix.
1: Yeah. Netflix, raise your game, fuckers. Um,
0: I think Netflix has done quite well. I think this is going to be
1: a massive year for Amazon 2022, looking yes. at what's coming out.
0: I think Disney, it's going to be a massive year for them. However, I can't, I don't see if it's actually going to pay off.
1: Yeah, exactly. Anyway, number 15 is technically a Disney show, it's a Hulu show in the US. It's Pam... It'll
0: be on Star on Disney Plus
1: in Which means it will be on Star. It's Pam and Tommy starring Lily James from Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again and Cinderella fame as Pamela Anderson, all big boobs up. Have you seen the photos from this, Jacob? Because they were doing the... They went viral a couple of months ago.
0: I mean, I probably have. Um... But not... Well, Lily Bay James looks
1: unrecognisable as herself in the spitting image of Pamela Anderson, who right. is the star of Baywatch and famously got kidnapped in the filmmaking of Borat. Um,
0: I love Baywatch.
1: She had a very interesting life in the 90s, quite rock and roll and I think this 10-part drama could show that. I think Lily yeah, James is coming for all the awards, which is great because I love her as an actress. She's also my mum's favourite actress, so my mum could legitimately watch this show.
0: You and your mum can watch it together.
1: No, I don't think this is a show I'm going to... It's all about sex and drugs, and even though Do you me, watch
0: sex education with your parents?
1: Yeah, and I've watched Call Me By Your Name with my mum, and I've watched Bridgerton so with my mum, and we talk about sex all the time, and I've I've actually watched porn with my mum, but that's a weird story that we're not going to yeah, go down. I don't,
0: I don't even want to ask.
1: <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think my mum will like this show. Uh <laughs>
0: i can't believe you just said you watched porn with your mom
1: she did turn it off very quickly and it was by accident
0: ah okay so that is a bit different your mom has caught you watching porn
1: no um my mum accidentally turned it on and then was horrified channel was it yes it's on holiday
0: that is (laughs) that is brilliant You know what I love is when you go to a hotel room, turn the telly on, and you just, like, and it's this like porn channel, and you think, oh, know what the people were doing there before?
1: That was the exact scenario, but what made it better was my mum had just got out the shower, so, um, she flung herself in front of the TV. But, but this
0: isn't making it better, Instead, <laughs> this isn't making it better.
1: Instead of showing me the porn, she showed me a bit too much of her own body.
0: I don't want to know. Let's move on from this conversation uh, and talk about Inventing Anna.
1: Yes, Inventing Anna. Have you, Did you listen to the podcast a few years ago, Fake Heiress, on BBC Sounds?
0: No, I didn't, but I do listen to a lot of stuff on BBC
1: Sounds. Well, um, Inventing Anna, which is the new show from Shonda Rhimes, who did um, Bridgerton and Grey's Anatomy, it is about just googling the name of the woman it's based off a true story of anna delvey who was a fake new york heiress who pretended to be rich to get into the new york elites while actually she had absolutely no money in this uh, anna delvey is going to be played by julia garner who's won multiple emmys for her role in ozark and is truly a phenomenal actress um and I remember listening to the podcast about it and thinking, my God, they should make a TV show about this. And now they are making a TV show about this on Netflix. I'm phenomenally excited. It's going to be great.
0: I mean, Ben, you don't want to say you're a psychic, but you're a psychic.
1: I mean, this is a story that was... They were never not going to make this story a TV show.
0: Yeah. And do you think this came off the back of the uh, exceptional... um, S- exceptionally successful podcast
1: No because this story made Massive waves in New York when it happened And HBO and Netflix both were Developing series for it It's a quite a well known story um, This was always going to be made Right Number-
0: Okay Ben I'm so excited for this next one The 17th thing we're going to talk about on the podcast today The Lord of the Rings TV series Do we know the name for it yet?
1: No, but it's going to be set in the second age. Not sure what that means.
0: I, I'm here for that.
1: Can you explain what that means? No. <laughs> I, think... I
0: was a massive Lord of the Rings and Hobbits fan, but have not watched anything from them in about five years, so I do need to go back and re-watch them all.
1: I think it's a prequel to The Hobbit. Right
0: well... after Lord of the Rings.
1: No, isn't The Hobbit a prequel to The Lord of the Rings? Oh,
0: yeah, shit, it is. Yeah, Sorry. It is. Hmm. The Hobbit is a prequel.
1: It's coming on Amazon and I think it's going to look like a million bucks.
0: I think Amazon are pulling out all the stocks.
1: I think this is either going to break the internet or people are going to go meh. And I'm kind of interested to see which one it is. The first episode's been, two episodes are being directed by J.A. Bryona, who did the last Jurassic World film. You've got some a brilliant cast including Moyford Clark who's playing Galadriel who was Cate Blanchett Orlando well, no
0: Bloom's back
1: he's not what this is set long before the events of the film
0: yeah but elves don't die remember
1: yeah but I think this is set before his character was born
0: oh my gosh someone told me he was back
1: nope he's not back
0: that's sad.
1: I know. I like Orlando... What's happened to Orlando Bloom?
0: He's with Katy Perry now, isn't he? Mm. Don't they have kids? Or a kid?
1: I think they do have kids now, because she was pregnant on a season of American Idol, so...
0: Yeah. Oh, that show's gone to shit.
1: He's also got um, that... What's that show where him and Cara delvine play fairies, set in Victorian England? I
0: don't know, but he... He's American. No, he's British. He's, he's British. British, right? He's British. Yeah, no, he is British. But he spends a lot of time in America now, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, he's one of those people who was... He, he got famous quite young, and I think... I
0: think he's great.
1: Oh, I, I want to see more of him. Totally. Does he
0: have long blonde hair like Legolas in real life?
1: No, he doesn't. He has short black hair. <laughs> in real life, he looks far more like Will Swan from the Pirates of the Caribbean films.
0: I'm getting like um, Johnny Depp in uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory vibes. Mm. Is there a uh, this new Charlie and Chocolate Factory coming out? Isn't
1: it? Yeah, Wonka's coming out in 2023. So sadly, that's not next year. I am unbelievably excited for Wonka, though, because it's directed by Paul King, who did Paddington Two, and it stars Olivia T- Colman and Timothy Chalamet and Matt Lucas and Maya Rudolph and many, many famous people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, very exciting. Okay, also coming out next year, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Every single oh, one of us okay. had a Mr. or Mrs. Smith teaching us at school, didn't they? In fact, I think I had a Mr., multiple Mr. Smiths, a Mrs. Smith, and there was also a Miss Smith as well at our school, Ben.
1: Yeah, I think there were. That defi- was a
0: long one.
1: Uh, yeah, well, I don't really remember many details. Yeah, I
0: remember two Mrs. Smiths, one Mrs. Smith, and I'm, I had a Miss Smith for learning school. Now you're
1: saying their names. I'm certainly remembering the male teachers with that name. Yeah. I never had yeah. either of Actually, I did have both of them. But that, was, I, that was, like, years ago. Yeah. But we like, all know, we all had a Mr. or Mrs. Smith teacher. We all had many, like, it's the most common name. This is yeah. adapted from the spy film starring that starred Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie and was famously the film that they got together on the set of because he's a cheating little bastard. Um, It was originally developed by Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Donald Glover, which is an interesting pairing. He's from Atlanta. She's from Fleabag. She's left the project because of creative differences, which has slightly terrified me, but I don't know if she's still starring in it And I hope there's still enough of the Phoebe Waller bridginess in it to make it interesting.
0: I mean, the whole Angelina Jolie-Barad Pitt culture has got me hyped for this film, this (sighs) series.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: Will either one of them be making a cameo?
1: I reckon they both might. Both of them are having comebacks. Are they on good terms? Do we know? No, I think those two are on quite terrible terms. He's on the good...
0: right terms of Jennifer Anderson.
1: I'm not sure if that was faked though, because they were both on an award circuit at the same time and I think they faked it to help their award chances and manufacture some buzz.
0: We've got two more shows to talk about that we are excited for this year. Ben, what are they?
1: So American Gigolo, which is based off the film that came out in nineteen eighties and scare starred John Burfentfall in the that lead. Odd, odd word, gigolo. gigolo, it means it means it's the word for male prostitutes in America. Um
0: ah.
1: Yep. It's it's created by the guy who um did what do we call male prostitutes over here? I don't know.
0: Because no.
1: No. Rent Boys?
0: We just go male prostitute, don't we?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've never hired one. I don't know if you have, but... um... You wanted
0: to hire Benedict Cumberbatch, though, didn't you?
1: (laughs) I just rewrap. Why is this a thing now? Like,
0: what? (laughs) Who's the other one you're obsessed with today? Who is a beautiful man in
1: Thor? Well, Chris Hemsworth, a beautiful man. I've also been, like... I, I obsess about a lot of people. Like, we've yeah. had... Yeah, anyway, this... I mainly picked this show because of the name. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know that much more about it because I've not seen the film that came out in the 80s. But John Bartholomew was great in King Richards, and it's by the guy who made, Ray Donovan, which people have told me is brilliant. I never watched. And the Ray Donovan film is coming out next year, so... Who knows? Yeah, exactly. American I mean, Jiggle.
0: This just sounds like it could be mental, and I mean, it could be quite a good fun.
1: I know. Mental. I'm always down for things that look insane.
0: Yeah, I know. Ben, like, what was the film you watched the other day and thought was insane?
1: Oh, Titan, the film that physically—I had my eyes closed for so much of it. I think my just the experience of that film in the cinema could be described as a power nap.
0: And there is one more show that we are looking forward to next year. Ben, what is it?
1: It's Anatomy of a Scandal. It's written by David E. Kelly, who has written Big Little Lies and um, Nine Perfect Strangers. It's the first and The Undoing. It's the first TV show he's done in a while that's not starring Nicole Kidman. Instead, Sienna Miller is stepping into the role and Michelle Doherty's in it and Rupert Friend. It's based off a book, which by all accounts is very Big Little Lies, The Undoing-y. Um, is definitely among those genres, so I'm expecting lots of brilliant wigs. I'm not sure if there will be wigs, but I'm hoping for wigs. I'm expecting lots of over-the-top acting, a massive murder mystery, a big scandal. Oh, my! It doesn't
0: sound the most original thing.
1: Um, David E. Kelly does make his shows quite similar. He's a bit like Ryan Murphy who I've right. not put a Ryan Murphy show on the list because I don't know what he's doing next year.
0: Maybe he's having a year off.
1: I hope the guy has a year off. He works too hard. Oh. Mm.
0: Harder than Taiko ITT.
1: Yeah, definitely much harder than Taiko ITT.
0: So there are some massive shows that we've uh, covered in the podcast today, Ben. Go on. One show, one, one film. Out of them all that we've covered, Ben, what are you most looking forward to? One show, one film moment of truth. Ben is really analysing the list right now.
1: Mission Impossible of- 7 because I want to see that train. And yep. Inventing Anna because I want to see what um Julia... Yeah. What they do with the role.
0: For me, it is Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. And even though we didn't dive into it too much, uh, the Kenobi series... Um,
1: our and the Lord our of the Rings been, show,
0: yeah. Out the ones we've really dove into, that Lord of the Rings show. I just need to go back and rewatch Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit to re enlighten my, my knowledge, which used to be quite big. That it's that's the Christmas I'm period,
1: so if you're ever gonna have time to do it, all do it now.
0: Ben, I've been working as of you, you know what it's like to work through the Christmas period.
1: Yeah, I've got a double shift tomorrow, so let's oh, wrap.
0: I, I'm I'm up nice and early working tomorrow. Oh joy! But then I'm off for like six days, and I can't wait. Uh, listeners, thank you so so much for listening to us. The whole of the last year, we have got loads of exciting things planned for this year here at the Arctic Film Podcast. God, it's Oscar uh, tele- season soon. <laughs> Pardon.
1: It's Oscar season soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, Oscar season. We're here for that. Yeah. Luckily, our Oscars again <laughs> I mean Ben's excited for it I'm excited to listen to, to Ben yeah yeah can't wait uh, let us know what you are excited for uh, what what are you excited for at' you film on Twitter you can get involved with a show just email benheath 101 at gmail.com if you've enjoyed today's podcast leave us a review it'd be really appreciated if you've got any times so on your hands. Just give us a comment as well. We like a little comment. Nice, cheeky comment. Then, did you see we've got two ratings on Apple? Two five-star ratings. Let's go.
1: Did you write the second one?
0: Is there a second one? Are I you... didn't see a review. I saw a um, like a five-star. Oh, a it's second a second.
1: Rating. Well, I am very happy with that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's all right, isn't
1: it? I don't look at the ratings because I'm not vain.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Me, me neither. Yeah. Um, Also, uh, Google us. you Film is the first thing that comes up on Google. Go and read Ben's magnificent reviews. Anyway, Ben, I think that is the way to end the second longest you Film podcast ever at 57 minutes. I've been Jacob Dyer. He has been Ben Heath. We will never quite reach an hour. Thank you very much, Anza. Take care. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Bye.